Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks, welcome to Wednesday night. Good to be back on, on the air again. Last few weeks we had... Uh, First Wednesday was, uh, we never record on the first Wednesday when we have church that night. But also last week, uh, Matt was going to uh, camp, getting ready to go to camp, and we didn't have really have time to record, so he put one on. I hope you got a chance to watch that. It's called God is Faithful, and it was really talking about, I went back and watched it myself. I was talking about when we first started to go into the, uh, got hooked up with the Millises and back in the day in 76, and how uh, through a uh, progression of things, how the church began and how Sandy and I got saved or got filled with the Holy Spirit and and just walk through that and up until where we're at. So if you didn't get a chance to watch that, go back on uh, online and pick it up. Last week's sermon, I think you'll enjoy hearing about some of the things. It's my testimony, somewhat my testimony, and yet it's our testimony, Sandy, and it's also the testimony a little bit of this church. Anyway... Tonight, I want to talk to you about something that's really been on my mind, my heart, which is a life of worship, because it's so important that we worship God. Worship is, is what he's looking for. He says, uh, Jesus said to the woman at the well, what did he say? It? He said, uh, you know, she's there worshiping. And she says, now is the time and is that uh, God is looking for those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. And if you want to, if you want to have the blessings of God, if you want to have him to be all he said he would be to you, you have to learn to worship him, magnify him, glorify him. Uh, it brings the presence of God into your life, and which is so important. Now, we know that we're supposed to speak confessions and and uh, certainly speak to the enemy. If you've been listening to these messages long enough, and Pastor Scott, and even be- years before that, Pastor Larry, we do speak to the mountain. That's what Mark eleven twenty three says. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, mountain being the problem, the, the circumstance, the, the, the sickness, whatever it may be, you speak to it. <laughs> Whosoever say unto the mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, in his heart shall have whatsoever he says. So it's important that we speak to these things, but, and we can run the devil off doing that. But if you, what we really want is God to be present in our life. This is where the presence, the presence of the Lord, in the presence of the Lord, the scripture says, there's, there's uh, uh, everything that we would need. <laughs> there's joy and there's pleasures forevermore. Amen? Amen. So we need to t- do that. Uh, we're to resist the devil. We're to do those things. But more than, more than that, we are to worship God, make him louder and larger than our life. Amen? In Psalm 34, this is a psalm that... that you know, uh, I often think about because I love this psalm because David, as you know, David is being pursued by Abimelech to kill him, and he pretended madness before Abimelech, who drove him away, and he, he departed. And it says, David says, in the midst of his crisis, in the midst of his trouble, he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. In other words, whatever's going on in your life, learn to bless God. Learn to praise God and learn to worship God, and you can begin to bring him on the scene <laughs> to help you, amen? Because he is an ever-present help in times of trouble. But it says, 
I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall what? Continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Then it says, O magnify the Lord with me. In other words, make him louder and larger than your problem, your circumstance. This is what he's saying. He's magnifying the Lord over what was happening to him at the present time. This is what we're to do. Right in the midst of our crisis, right in the midst of our trouble, we begin to praise God and magnify God and worship God. Amen. He can, then he can be an ever-present help in the times of your trouble. Amen. goes on to say, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. I sought him. I, I came after him. I, I, it, over in Hebrews, it says he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. In other words, you, you make it a practice to seek him. And how do you seek him? By worshiping him and magnifying him and getting to know his word. Amen. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from what? All my fears. You can dispense fear when you begin to worship God and begin to think, wow, this isn't bigger than God. What I'm going through tonight or today isn't bigger than what God is. He's already made a way. He's already made a way through the trouble. He's already made a way of escape. Amen? And so we have to understand that we have to do certain things. Now, worship should fill our days. It shouldn't be. It's a lifestyle. It's not just something where we go to church and sing a few songs and raise our hands, which we should do. We should praise the Lord. We should magnify him. But it ought to be something where we go through our day and evening and night. Lord, I thank you and praise you that you saved me. You set me apart. Thank you, Jesus, that you're my healer. Because he said he would be your, is your healer by the stripes he bore on his back. He brought our healing. I thank you that you're my prosperity. I thank you that you're my uh, my deliverer. If you you know these are things that we we worship him, we magnify him, we glorify him over the troubles and things in life, and it brings the presence of God into our life. It keeps our focus. How many of you know we need to keep our focus? The Bible says He will keep thee in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon thee. In other words, we keep our focus. Well, I heard it demonstrated here recently. Uh, somebody was doing a sermon on that, and it said it was like a tennis player. Have you ever seen a tennis player? I've played tennis before, and I thoroughly understand what this, this example was. If the ball is hit to the right, you run to the right, and you hit the ball. But then you go back to the center of the court and, and uh, where you're standing right in the center. Why? Because then if the ball's hit to the left, you can go to the left. And so, it, and then, but you immediately come back to the center. In other words, you keep your focus that way. When, you, when you're worshiping God, it helps you to stay centered. It helps you to stay right in where you need to be. And your focus will stay upon him. And when your focus is on him, guess what? You'll be in perfect peace. All, all hell could be breaking around, out around you. All things could be uh, uh, going on in you. I remember when Paul had all these things coming against him, and he said, none of these things move me. Why? Because he was in peace. He had the peace of God that passes understanding. Amen? So we have to know those things. Over in Psalm uh, 25, verse uh, 14, in the, in the uh, Amplified, or Classic Amplified, it says this, the sweet, or the secret of the sweet, satisfying companionship of the Lord, have they who fear 
reverence and worship him. Fear and reverence and worship him. Listen, we worship him for who he is, amen? We magnify him for who he is. And we praise him for things he's done and helped and, and showed us what we can have. But we worship him because he's the God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the God of all glory, the creator, amen? Everything that he said he is. And he will show them his covenant and reveal to them its deep inner meanings. In other words, you want to know what God's up to. You want to know uh, what what uh, what he is uh, bring re revelation to you. Begin to worship him. Begin to magnify him. Begin to say who he is to you. You remember that scripture? I, I'll find it here in a minute. Was uh, what, over in. Uh, oh, let me read this one first in Hebrews thirteen five. Therefore, let us at all times offer up a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips, that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. See, it's a heart issue. It's a heart issue. But we have to know who he is. Uh, uh, Jesus uh, asked this riveting question. He asked this riveting question to his disciples. Whom do you say that the Son of Man is? And of course, they said, uh, they said things like Elijah and Jeremiah and, and one of the prophets. But he asked this riveting question, which he still does to us today individually. Who do you say that I am? Amen. Who do you say that I am? Why? Because he'll be who you say he is to you. If you say he's your Savior, you, you have opportunity to be saved. Amen. And you can be saved and will be saved. If he says you're his you're, he's your healer, guess what? He can become your healer. If he says these other things, he's your deliverer, he can, you can walk in deliverance. If he doesn't, he has no access to your, your life because everything we do is by faith, amen? And worship is a, is a sign of faith, is a, is a demonstration of faith because we, we haven't seen God, most of us haven't. I don't know, maybe you have, I don't, I've never been there, but I also believe his word. And I believe what he says. And I, I have a relationship with him, so I know that I know. But when you worship him, it, it gives you, puts you into that place where you sense his presence and you can begin to have what he said. Now, what do you say about him? I said this before. You, you, you praise and worship is an expression of thankfulness and, and, and gratitude and, glory, and it glorifies God. Amen. He has access to your life. You know, many times, I've said this before, probably used this example before. Say you have two children, and, and they're both, you know, you raise these two children, and, and, and one of them, as they grow up and they get older, one of them is very um, uh, thankful and, and gracious about what you've done for them, and, and they come to you and they spend time with you and, 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 and things. Uh, and it is so easy, so easy to bless them. But the, the other ones decides, I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want him to come around you much. Well, you still love that child. I mean, the, the wayward child, we love as much as God loves the wayward person that he just does us. But you love that child, but you can't have access to them to bless them because they won't allow you to. It's the same thing with God. When we begin to glorify him and give him gratitude and have a heart of gratitude and thankfulness, it opens the, the, the doors of blessing to our life. Amen? It opens that place. He can come in and be uh, uh, who he said he can be to you. 
and you can be all he said you can be and do all he said you can do. And Psalm 19:14 says, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Listen, it's important. It's important that we have, uh, we know the word of God and we, we, we're thankful for the word of God. And we haven't, listen, I go back to this thing I've said this before. We haven't arrived. I think sometimes I've just scratched a little bit of the surface of what God has done and will do in my life if I allow him to. But we need to partner with the ship with him and, and agree with him and agree with his word in order to walk in the things he said we can. But worship gets us into that presence of God. You know, that Psalm 100, I believe it is. Let me just turn to that real. I think it's Psalm 100. Uh, there's so many good Psalms where David is talking about getting in the presence of God. In Psalm 100, verse, uh, I'll get there, Mike. How many do I need to turn to? <laughs> there it is. That's not the one. Keep going. There we go. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all you lands. In other words, be joyful. Be thankful. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Wow. You ever think about singing to the Lord? You can make a song to the Lord just by, it'll come to you. Lord, I thank you. I praise you for saving me, setting my heart free in Jesus' name. You can do a lot of things. Know that the Lord, he is God. Wow, know he is God. It's, it is he who has made us and not ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. And man, we, we, we live in a world today where it seems like people, so many people aren't thankful and they want more and more and more. But when you begin to see how much he's blessed us, how could you not be thankful? Amen. And into his courts with praise, be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Wow. That is so great. And you, you get in his presence, amen, by, by singing and praising and blessing his name. So we have to begin to do that. So uh, we have to begin to speak good things and praise good things and thank him. Like I said, it keeps us focused and centered on what we should be doing, amen? And the Holy Spirit can work through our lives when we do that. Now, we need to change our habits of thinking and speaking and confessing and begin to confess the goodness of God instead of the lack and difficulty of our situation. This is so important. Acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. And uh, that was John 4, 21 through 24 is what the, was the one I talked about. Uh, the Father is seeking whom he shall worship, you know, now. that I forgot to give you that uh, scripture reference, but... Uh, here we go around just saying, thank you, Lord. I thank you for your mercy, your kindness. When I was dead in sin, Jesus, you found me. You interrupted my life and saved me out of darkness and put me into the light of your dear son. Uh, faith must be a lifestyle. What you meditate on is what you confess is how you live your life. It should how you live your life. What are we meditating on? What are we thinking about? What are we uh, uh, glorifying God for today? You say, well, I, I, are you saved? Well, if you're saved, you got something. That, that's a starting block right there. That's a starting point right there. You can begin to say, Lord, I thank you and praise you that you saved me. 
I'm on my way to heaven. But while I'm here, there's benefits and there's promises that I can access and be part of and walk in because I, I choose to worship you. I choose to magnify you. And it throws, there again, it throws open the doors of blessing and doors of heaven can begin to bless you when you do that. We, we see a lot of things in this world, a lot of people in this world, they're saved, but they don't act like it and they don't, uh, they don't uh, acknowledge God as their help here on this, in this life. They're just struggling to get to heaven. Well, we shouldn't be struggling through life. We should be walking this life with joy and thanksgiving, uh, uh, showing others that, hey, there's a God in us, even in the midst of all the trouble, that, that still is on the throne doing great and mighty things. Amen? Amen. And John, uh, let's see, what's, this is one I want to see. Oh, John 9.31 says, Now we know that God does not hear sinners. Well, I, he does hear sinners when they call upon his name to get saved. But, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears them. I mean, even though he hears you when you worship him, when you magnify him. Uh, let's go on a little bit further. What do you say? And who do you say? I mentioned earlier, who do you say he is? Do you say he is your Lord? Lord means I'm, I'm under the, the, the leadership and the, and the authority of one that has already paid the price for me. Amen? Amen. Uh, is he your Savior? Yes, he's my Savior. Is he your healer? Well, then you need to begin to say that. Is he your deliverer? Is he your helper? Ever-present help in times of trouble. Counselor? <laughs> your prosperity? Your teacher? Faithful one? Your master? Wow. I'm telling you, you will serve whom you worship. If you're worshiping the things of the world, even though you might be born again, you're going to serve the world. If you're worshiping the, the, the money and, 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 and all the things, the trappings that the world tries to give you, uh, you're going to worship those things. But if you worship God, you can have things. We know that scripture over in Matthew 6, right? When he tells all that, you know, that he provides everything for us. And then he says, what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and these things will be added unto you. Whatever you need in life will be added to you. Amen. Uh, Psalm 150. I just want to read a few more Psalms here. Psalm 150 talks about, uh, well, I'll get to it in a minute. I'm right there now. <laughs> Should have my marker in there. But I, I hope you're understanding this, how important it is to begin to say who he says. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and the harp. Praise him with the uh, uh, temporal and dance. You ever think about that? <laughs> think about you know, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't dance. Well, you might do that in your bedroom if you're afraid to do it in church. But uh, do it. Praise him with the dance. When when David danced with all his might before for the Lord, it made his wife mad. But she, he said, "You haven't seen anything yet." Amen. Amen. That's how excited you can get about what God has done. Now, listen. If you <laughs> if you were winning the lottery <laughs> right now, I think it's almost a billion dollars now. I guarantee you, you'd do something with it. What would you do? You'd shout, and you'd dance around, and you'd, 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 you couldn't, you'd be beside yourself. 
But listen, we have somebody in, in our life that's even greater than anything on this earth. It's God himself. Amen. Praise him with the swings, uh, strings and instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud uh, cymbals. Praise him with uh, clashing cymbals. Let everyone that has breath, what? Praise the Lord. Magnify the Lord. See, when you begin to do this on a regular basis, you'll sense his presence. The presence of the Lord brings, uh, brings the anointing of God into your life, brings the presence of God into your life. Uh, Psalm 63. Don't you love the Psalms? You ought to read these more often and just speak them out over yourself. Psalm 63, verse 1. Oh God, you are my God. Early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty place where there is no water. So I have looked to you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than, than life. My lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as marrow and fatness and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Wow. It's, it's so important, my friends, to put a praise and worship into your, uh, into your lifestyle, your vocabulary. Uh, it, I read or quoted it first, but Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you because he trusts in you. Man, when you're going around praising God, you ever think about this in your car, in your house, not just in church, you ever thought about getting down on your knees and just thanking God, do I worship you, Lord? I praise you, Jesus. I thank you, Father, for giving your son to me, giving your son for me. Thank you for the precious Holy Spirit that lives in me. Thank you that you've healed my body, that you've saved my soul. Amen? I mean, you can you come up with a whole number of things. And, and instead of looking at the losses we've had or the problems we've had, we look at God's greatness. Amen? And we begin to acknowledge this. Psalm 81.10 says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Amen. We're to open our mouth and begin to praise his name. Uh, it's so important that we do this. Over in Ephesians chapter 5, you know, you know these scriptures. But it says in verse 15, See then as you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. How many of you know we're to guard our steps? Watch what we do. And it, if we have God as our director and our, and, and our light to our path, then we can guard those things. Amen? It says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now, we know we live in evil days. They seem to be more so than ever. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Understand what the will of the Lord. You want to know the will, what, will of the Lord? You've got to begin to seek him. And do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with with the spirit when you begin to worship god when you begin to magnify god when you get you sense his presence amen speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs sing, singing and making melody in your heart to the lord you ever think about melody in your heart you ever have a melody yeah somebody said the other day they some song they heard on the radio or something and it was an old song and it came I might, probably was a secular song. I don't remember. But they said, I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> I 
Well, we can do the same thing with the things of God. We can get the presence of God. We can put worship music on. We can get to a place where we're just wanting to worship Him at all times. Amen? It goes on to say, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. What's He saying? Thank me in the midst of all your trouble and all your problems. Worship me. Thank me. Glorify my name. And I can be your, uh, you can be the access to your problem. I can help you through the, guide you through the problems. Amen. And be uh, your salvation, your savior, your deliverer, your helper, your healer, whatever you need tonight. Change your vocabulary. Change your vernacular. Start saying what he says, what his word says, but worship him for what he said. Amen. Amen. It's so important. I hope you're getting this tonight. We need to be a church that's full of uh, worship and individually. And when we come together corporately, we're going to see greater and mighty things. I hope you understand that. So let's, before I get off here, just let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for the presence of God in our lives. I thank you that you've called us to be worshipers. You, Jesus even said you were seeking those that worship you in spirit and in truth. And we do so by the word of God, by the spirit of God, and by the presence of God in our life. We, we choose, we choose to bless the Lord. The psalmist said, I will bless the Lord. So we make an act of our will. We bless you, praise you, worship you, and begin to see you actively work in our lives like never before. Thank you for it. Thank you for everyone in the sound of my voice. I pray that they call upon your name and begin to see great and mighty things in their own lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Be good, being good to be with you. I'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.